0: Hello, and thank you for taking a moment to listen to God's word today. Right now, we're in the series, Forgotten. Hope the sermon will be a blessing to you and your family. You know, we, these days when you watch um, the news, we keep coming across breaking news, breaking news quite often. And the breaking news keeps changing. Um, You know, there's new updates all the time. Uh, I just want you to go back to the time when Jesus... Uh, resurrected and he is spending time with his disciples and the disciples it is uh, you know Jesus coming back to life in itself was uh, you know a huge um, news for all of them and and it is a it's a breaking news for them all and what is happening here is that you know constantly the disciples are, are trying to uh, spend as much time as they could uh, with Jesus and, and Jesus appearing and disappearing. And they're all like a little eager. When will Jesus walk through the uh, walls again? And, and when will he say shalom again? And, and, and they're just a bit excited. And, and as they're spending with the resurrected Jesus, there's a new breaking news that comes to the disciple. And here is the new breaking news that comes to the disciple. Jesus, is talking to the disciples and saying and telling them that it is time for me to go and this is this is just shocking for them because they just love spending time with Jesus and especially the fact that now Jesus is risen again they would love for him to stay a little bit more with them and Jesus saying I'm not that he's not just leaving but he's also saying that it is better for him to leave And the reason that he's saying that it is better for him to leave is because that the helper, the Holy Spirit, can come. In other words, Jesus is saying, you are better with the Holy Spirit now than my physical presence here on earth. Jesus' physical presence had to leave the earth so that something better can happen here on earth as Jesus leaves that is the presence of the Holy Spirit. Jesus actually said that the Holy Spirit was better to come into our lives, into our hearts as he leaves. The problem is, you know, the Holy Spirit is kept as a secret. For those who have joined us uh, uh, new for the first time, we are part of a series called Forgotten. And the reason we named this series uh, Forgotten is because Holy Spirit is is one of the most forgotten characters in the Trinity. Holy Spirit is one of the most kept secret person in the Trinity. He's not really spoken much out openly. In fact, uh, he's the most argued topic among the churches. But the very purpose of Holy Spirit is to bring unity in us and within us and through us. But it has become the most controversial topic in the church. But that is not going to happen at King City Church this morning. Come on, somebody say amen. We are going to be open for the Holy Spirit to come into our hearts. We are going to be open for the Holy Spirit to work in and through our lives. Can I see everybody, if you felt the presence of God, you know, uh this morning during the time of worship, during the service, can you wave your hands like this? Amazing, amazing. That is the presence of God. And what I want to talk to you guys this morning, I want to speak to you on this title, The Forgotten Experience. The Forgotten Experience. The the question that many people have is that when they when they when they have received the Holy Spirit already, but they're not too sure if they're experiencing Him today and now. One, some of you would have had a Holy Spirit encounter in your life when you first gave your life to Jesus. Some of you would have had a a, a baptism of the Holy Spirit encounter in your life. And then after that, you've been living as a Christian for a long time, but you did not revisit that encounter. You did not continue to experience the Holy Spirit encounter in your life. Have you forgotten your Holy Spirit experience? Are you experiencing the Holy Spirit in your life every day, today, right now, as how you first received Him in your life? Some of you might have this question like, I didn't forget to experience, I just don't know how to experience Him. I just don't know how to seek him. I'm going to teach you today how to seek him, how to experience him. And for those of you who have already experienced the Holy Spirit, who've already received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, do you remember how the Holy Spirit has been guiding you? Are you experiencing him every day in your life? Or are you just distracted with other things? Are you able to receive him in your life every day? day and experience him every day here's the question how do i know if i'm experiencing the holy spirit i want to go through seven points with you where you can check this is like a seven point checklist to know if the holy spirit is working in your life or if you are experiencing the holy spirit or if the holy spirit is leading you or if it's your own self that is leading you are you ready for the checklist give me a thumbs up if you're ready Yeah, come on, let's find out, let's find out. Number one, the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. The Holy Spirit will never lead you into opinions of human beings, but rather he will always lead you into truth and the truth is God's word. The Holy Spirit would never say, oh, this could be or maybe this could be God's way. He would never say that. In fact, the Holy Spirit will clearly lead you and say, this is the truth and this is God's word and this is what is right for you to do. Are you led by the truth every day? If the Holy Spirit is working in your life, then he will always remind you about the truth and about the truth of Jesus Christ. The primary role of the Holy Spirit is to keep you pointed towards the truth of God's word and about Jesus every day in your life. If you want to know if you're experiencing the Holy Spirit, you would know if you are following the truth. Number two. The Holy Spirit will always glorify Jesus. John 16, 14, you can read it later, where the the primary role of the Holy Spirit is to glorify Jesus. The centrality of the truth is the glory of Jesus in your life. It is not about self-glory. If you're constantly seeking, can somebody praise me? If you're constantly seeking, can somebody, you know, just, just just put me on the pedestal and make me feel good? No, 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 no. That is not the work of the Holy Spirit in your life. The work of the Holy Spirit will always tell you that I need to be less. In fact, Paul says, I need to die so that Christ can be risen in me. So every day, in order for you to know if you are experiencing the Holy Spirit, are you dying? Is yourself dying? So that Jesus can be glorified. Is your mind saying, can, come, can somebody look at me and say, wow, I see Christ in you today. I see the work of the Holy Spirit in you today. The essence of the Holy Spirit is to magnify Jesus in and through us, not us. Amen? He's always with you. Here's the third thing. The Spirit sustains our love for Christ. If you want to know if you're experiencing the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will never disrupt your relationship with Jesus. If your relationship with Jesus is getting disrupted in your life, it's because you're allowing other spirits, other words, other lies and the influences of the devil to come into your life. And let me tell you something, the devil and the Holy Spirit cannot dwell together in your life. The spirit of fear and the spirit of hope cannot live together in your life. The Holy Spirit gives you the spirit of hope and peace and joy. The devil brings lie into your lives. He will bring, you know, darkness. He will bring fear. He will bring doubt into your life. And many times, many Christians, many believers, even non-believers are disrupted in their relationship with Jesus Christ because they don't allow the Holy Spirit to work in their life every day, every moment. The question that I want to ask for you, ask to you, is every choice that you make in day-to-day basis, I'm talking about not big choices, just simple choices of what you watch, what you listen to, who you listen to. It all has to be Holy Spirit driven. Because everything that you do, whether you like it or not, has influence in your life. It has influence in your life. Philippians 3.3 it says, For we are the circumcision who worship God in the spirit. See, we are circumcised people. How we circumcise? Because we have accepted Jesus Christ as a Lord and Savior. If you believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross and rose again on the third day, And you have accepted him as your Lord and Savior. And if you're living under the saving grace and with the spirit of repentance, then you are circumcised under the new covenant, which means that you worship a God in the spirit, not in flesh. Because the worship time is not a performance. It is our spirit connecting with God's spirit. And you will rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. That we will always rejoice in Jesus Christ. No matter what our circumstances, we will always rejoice in Jesus Christ because we know that our confidence does not come from the human body. Our confidence does not come from the mind. Our confidence does not come from somebody who gives us words of affirmation. Our confidence comes from the Holy Ghost, from the Holy Spirit. Somebody lift your hands and praise Him and thank Him and say, Lord, my confidence is in You. My Spirit worships You. My Spirit is in conf- confidence and it's, it's together with the work of the Holy Spirit. Can you just shout out and say, Lord, I cancel all the confidence that I might have put on my own self, on my flesh, in Jesus' name in Jesus name. Here's the fourth thing. Number four, how do you know if you're experiencing the Holy Spirit? You will be resting on the spirit of grace. You will feel that the Holy Spirit who is leading you, he will lead you into the spirit of grace. I want to talk to you a little bit about the G word. Are you ready for the G word? Come on, wave your hand if you're ready for the G word. There are two G words that everybody struggles with in life, right? And most people, 90% of the time, they are driven by this G word called guilt. But if you know that the Holy Spirit is working in your life, He's not the spirit of guilt, He's the spirit of grace. So whatever that might happen in your life, he will not guilt trip you into repenting, but rather he will grace lead you into the presence and the throne room of God. It is humans who will guilt trip you. It is the devil who guilt trips you. You You don't need to trip when you have the spirit of God. You don't need to trip and fall. When you have the Holy Spirit working in your life. You see, the sin will trap you into guilt. But grace takes you into the throne room of God. Guilt will say, you have sinned, run away from your heavenly father. But grace will say, I have sinned, I need my father. If the Holy Spirit is in you and if he's working in you, he will not guilt trip you and lead you away from the throne room of grace, but rather he will take you into the throne room of grace because he is the spirit of grace. The Holy Spirit will always sow the seed of conviction and repentance, but not guilt. The devil doesn't convict you he will guilt trip you. There's a big difference between genuine conviction and just feeling guilty. When you just feel guilty, shame comes upon you. You feel ashamed about yourself. You feel ashamed about your past. You feel ashamed about your present. You feel ashamed about what is going to happen in the future. That is not from the presence of God. That is from the devil. But when you allow the Holy Spirit, he will convict you of your sin. He'll say, my son, my daughter, what you did was wrong. But then, but then let me tell you, there is repentance for you. Let me tell you, there is grace for you. Your daddy, your heavenly father is still waiting to hold on to you. He's still waiting to pick you up and help you outgrow your sin. Help you live in righteousness. Help you get close to him every step of life. Your path. Are you excited about the spirit of grace, church? Come on. If you are, just wave your hand. Amen. Amen. Number five, the Holy Spirit clears your doubts and he assures you. Holy Spirit never brings confusion into your life. He's not the spirit of confusion. He is the spirit of clarity. He will clear all your doubts and he will assure you. I remember when I was going to uh, Bible college, I went with few questions. And then when I came out of the college, I came with thousands of questions. All trying to explore, you know, biblically, theologically, you know, with the mind and all that. It's good, to, it's good to do that. It's good to analyze things. It's good to read the word and all that. But when you try to read it with your logical understanding and reasoning, and if you don't allow the Holy Spirit to guide you through his word, then it brings confusion. Allow the Holy Spirit to bring clarity in your life about what you believe, about who you are, about why you worship, about why you pray, about why we preach the gospel, about why we are compassionate to the poor. Why do we do what we do? Why do we exist as a church? Why are we coming? Let the Holy Spirit give you clarity. The Holy Spirit will also protect your faith. He will not bring confusion to your faith, but rather He will bring protection to your faith and He will destroy every doubt. Pray with me for a minute. Put your right hand on your heart with me right now. Lord, I pray for everybody who is listening with me today. Lord, if there is any spirit of confusion, if there's any doctrinal issues, if there's any misguided theology that my people have been watching or listening to or if it has created any disturbance in their heart, I pray that the Holy Spirit will work in their heart. I pray that the Holy Spirit will bring clarity in their heart through you, through your word in the name of Jesus. May the Holy Spirit protect your faith. May the Holy Spirit protect you and lead you and guide you. Number six, the Holy Spirit will teach you what to say. You will not just talk. You will not just talk like other people. You, every time you have a conversation or you, because you you, you have to remember when you're filled by the Spirit, you are influenced by the Holy Spirit. And whenever you're speaking, it must be inspired by the Holy Spirit. It says in Mark 13, verse 11, it says, But when they arrest you and deliver you up, do not worry beforehand or premeditate what you will speak, but whatever is given to you in that hour, speak that. For it is not you who speak, but it is the Holy Spirit that speaks. A lot of times, you know, when when I prepare my sermon, I know I write down my notes, I sit in God's presence, I pray and I receive things, but many times, At that sphere of the moment, the Holy Spirit releases my tongue and I start speaking the words that the Holy Spirit wants to speak to His people. And I believe that can be the same experience in your life when you are speaking to a friend over the phone. Maybe sometimes the Holy Spirit can just release your tongue and speak into their life words of affirmation, words of wisdom, a prayer of healing, a prayer, of breakthrough. Not just a, hey, hello, how are you? You know, what did you watch on Netflix today? All that is great, but hey, we are spiritful people. Our conversation should be a little bit more than average people. Do you want that? Do you want the Holy Spirit to release your tongue where you can speak Spirit-led, Spirit-impacted words into other people's life. Come on, somebody. The Spirit will give you the right words. Number seven, number seven, the Holy Spirit helps you to experience the fullness of the Trinity. If you want to know if you're experiencing the Holy Spirit in your life, He will not confuse you in terms of trinity you will believe and experience God the father God the son and God the holy spirit the holy spirit will bring the living experience of being with God himself write down 1 corinthians chapter 13 and 14 you can take time and read this later uh, at your leisure you know 1 corinthians 13 and 14 talks about you know how the holy spirit works in order for us to experience the trinity Church, I'm here to remind you, have you forgotten the experience that you had with the Holy Spirit? Maybe everything that I just listed out, the seven points, maybe you used to experience that in your early part of your salvation experience and now you're just too busy for God. You're just too busy doing your own thing. I want to remind you that the Holy Spirit is still the same and He's ready to do a mighty work in your life if you allow Him to work in your life. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Maybe you're watching this and maybe you're thinking, Pastor, everything that you talked about, I am not experiencing that in my life. And if you feel like you have not really encountered the Holy Spirit, if you feel like you have not really received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, many of you have taken water baptism. You can wave your hand if you're baptized if you remember the day that you were dunked into water like a Dunkin' Donut. <laughs> amen, amen. And how many of you remember when you were baptized by the Holy Spirit? Wave your hand at me. When you have the Holy Spirit baptism, the Holy Ghost coming upon you like a fire, like a wind. Come on. We need that experience. See, I'm not talking about the gift of the Holy Spirit. I'm not talking about the fruit of the Holy Spirit. We'll be talking about it next week. We'll be talking about it next week. The gift and the fruit, the difference and how to operate in the gifts, how to continue to live in the fruit of the Spirit. All of that you will, you'll hear from me next week. But I'm talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit regardless of the fruit and the gift. The baptism of the Holy Spirit. We need that. If you have not experienced that in your life, I encourage you to pray and receive it right now. Pray and receive it. You can receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit in your life because that is so important. Do you want to know how to get the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Do you want to know how to seek the Holy Spirit in your life every day? See, Ephesians 5.18, it says, Do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. We need to be filled with the Holy Ghost every day. We need to be filled with the Holy Spirit every day. Number one, focus on His Spirit-filled Word. If you are not with God's Word, you cannot be with His Spirit. The Word and the Spirit always operates together. John 6, 63, it says, It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. If you want to experience true life in Christ Jesus, if you want to experience the fullness of Christian life and becoming a disciple of Jesus, and if you want to experience the fullness of it, you need to know the Word of God. And I'm not just talking about memorizing it and reciting it. Living in the Spirit and in the Word together. Seeing the Word come to life in your, in your, day, in your day-to-day life. When you say, when you believe, all things are possible. All things becomes possible when you are filled by the Spirit. And that promise comes alive in your life. Colossians 3.16, it says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. As a church, God's word should be central. When God's word is central in all of our lives, the spirit of God starts moving and takes the central position in your life. When you put the word aside, You will start disobeying God because you will start living according to human perception and your own opinion about what you think of the word and not the word in itself. Many of us, many of us, it is so sad to see that we are driven by opinions and not by the truth. Please, whenever somebody claims that they are giving a revelation, please check with God's word. God's word is already revealed unto you. It doesn't have to be a revelation over a revelation if you can just read God's word and if you can just listen to it and if you can just allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you. He will never he will never go back. The Holy Spirit will never confuse God's word. Focus on a spirit-filled word. Number 2, be careful in what you hear and what you believe here's the problem with 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 uh, with the church today is that we are listening to too many preachers too many opinions too many youtube subscriptions and everybody have their interpretation and you are getting totally filled and filled and filled and filled uh, and and with everything being online on sunday you are just attending church every hour every you know every swipe you keep going oh Okay, oh, that's good church. First point in elevation, second point with transformation, and third point with King City Church. One point from every church. It's good to listen to different speakers, it's good to explore, you know, and, and, and see and hear. But if you don't go back into your private devotional time with God's Word, And if you don't sit under his feet and say, speak to me, Lord, then you have missed the point. Because I have news for you. Your YouTube subscription is not going to take you into heaven. Newsflash. It's, it, it, God is not counting how many you know, YouTube subscribers you have or how many people you are following or how many preachers you are listening to. End of the day, you are accountable for your soul. I am not even accountable for your soul and I thank God for that because I have a responsibility for my own life. When it comes to God, <laughs> you are responsible for your soul. Where can you find God? God. You can find it in Him. Where can you find His Word? You can find it in Him. Where can I find the working of the Holy Spirit and the power of the Holy Ghost? You can find it in Him, in you. It's all in you. So be careful of what you tune into. And if it's contradictory to God's Word, then tune out of it. It doesn't matter how great that preacher is or how many subscribers or followers he has. Tune out out of it if it is contradictory to God's word and I'm putting myself forward with this don't believe everything that I'm saying check with God's word It says in Galatians 3:5, therefore, he who supplies the Spirit to you and works miracles among you, does he do it by the works of the law or by hearing of faith? What are you hearing? What is it that is working in your life? Do you have the Spirit of discernment? Do you have the hearing of faith in you? May your life be built with discernment. Many of us are listening to God's word through doubt, through the spirit of doubt. And when you're constantly, you know, uh, listening God's word through the spirit of doubt, your faith is dying. Your faith is dying. Don't listen to God's word with spirit of doubt, but rather with the spirit of faith. Number three is seek him with obedience. John fourteen twenty two to 24, it says, Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself to us and not to the world? And Jesus answered, said to him, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word and my father will love him and we will come to him and make our home with him. He who does not love me does not keep my words and the word which you hear is not mine but the father's who sent me. Intimacy with the Father is the only through obedience to His Word. We had a great time of worship today. Thank you, Johnson, for leading us into an amazing time of worship. That is brilliant. But you think the 20 minutes of worship is enough for God in everything that we do? Do you think that, all of us? Do you think that just settles the matter? 20 minutes... Of us just worshiping together, singing a couple of songs, no. True worship is when we obey. I was listening to a, a, an Instagram story uh, by by one of the worship leaders uh, from Hillsong, and she was saying uh, uh, from the Old Testament, and it's a beautiful thought that she was saying. She's saying how the first worship happened in the Old Testament when Abraham and Isaac was going up to the mountain and Abraham was about to sacrifice his own son and he tells the servants we are going up the mountain to worship him it was not he was going with hymn books he was not going with his bass guitar and and his drum kit and his you know and the keyboard and no 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 he was not taking uh, you know a band with him he was taking something for sacrifice He was taking wood, he was taking a knife, he was was taking his son and he was going with the heart of obedience. Worship is consecration. Worship is sacrifice. Worship is saying, Lord, I want to kill the things that is not of you in my life so that you can be glorified. Our songs are meaningless. Our songs are meaningless when we live and sing out of disobedience. Our music is meaningless when we sing out of disobedience. When we sing from selfishness, when we sing from self-centered lifestyle, it has no room in the presence of God. God is not accepting that worship. Seek him with obedience. And the only way you can seek him with obedience and the only way you can worship him in truth and in spirit is when you allow the Holy Spirit to search your heart and tell you when you are magnifying yourself, when you are glorifying yourself. And he will say, the spirit will lead you and say, hey, Sam, it's not about you, man. It's about the glory of God. Sam, it is not about your name. Sam, it is not about the church's name, Sam. It's about Jesus. And I need to be constantly reminded that it's the name of Jesus that needs to be risen. And so do you. You need that too. It's the name of Jesus. And here comes my last point. Stay thirsty. Stay thirsty. If you want to experience the work of the Holy Spirit, don't be satisfied in your life. Don't be satisfied with your worship. Don't be satisfied with your prayer life. Oh, please don't be satisfied with the reading of God's word. Recently, I was speaking to one of my friends and he was saying, uh, you know, hey man, what do you, what have you been up to during lockdown with all this time that you have now? And, 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 and he was saying like, Hey, I just thought I'd read the Bible just in a week. And he did it seven days, nonstop. And then the lockdown got extended. So I'm going to read it all over again in seven days. thirsty hungry for jesus you know there's a beautiful verse in the bible and we all sing this many times psalm 42 verse 1 where the psalmist says as the deer panted for the streams of water so my soul pants for you O god my soul thirsts for god for the living god is your soul thirsty for god you know, I want to, whenever, uh, just put that picture of deer. Whenever you see a picture or a painting about deers, you will see, you know, it's always by streams of water. And I want to throw some fun facts to you about, uh, you know, uh, I call it the deer facts and, and why the psalmist says, you know, as the deer pants for streams of water. Number one, the deer will drink several times per day not just once, not just twice, several times per day. Are you filled by the Holy Spirit? If you're saying, Lord, I am thirsty for you. I'm hungry for you. I'm earning for you. I'm searching for you. If you want to experience the constant presence of the Holy Spirit, can you soak in him? Can you encounter him several times in a day? Can you keep going back to him? The second fact about the deer is that The reason it drinks a lot of water is because the quantity of the water it takes is dictated by the temperature that is outside. If there's a lot of heat, that makes sense, right? That's logical. When it's really hot, we drink a lot of water. When there's a lot of heat, when it's extremely hot, the deer just stays by wherever there's a water body. And it keeps drinking and it keeps increasing its quantity of water keeps itself hydrated. And let me tell you something, spiritually speaking, when you feel dehydrated, be filled by the Holy Spirit increase the quantity of your spirit-filled time, your spirit-encountered prayer time, your spirit-encountered worship. When life is throwing heat at you, when you are facing disaster, when you are facing chaos, when you are facing pain, when you are hearing bad news, when you are losing people in your life to COVID, hey, life is throwing heat at you, but can you go near the living water? Can you be constantly be filled by the Holy Spirit and say, may I be hydrated in the spirit spiritually? Let me not run dry. Let my faith not run dry. Let me be filled by the spirit. You know, they say that the deers will be relatively close to a water source at all times. Whenever you want to find a deer, you can find it Relatively close to any water source. They are always attracted to water. If you want to be a spiritful Christian, if you want to be a spiritful disciple, stay close to the source that is the Holy Spirit. Stay close to the source. John 7 37 to 39 it says, On the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. But this he spoke concerning the spirit whom those believing in him would receive. For the Holy Spirit was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. Here is Jesus giving uh, um, the promise of the Holy Spirit to the people. He's saying that when I leave, when I am glorified to go to heaven, you are going to receive rivers of living water that will flow in and through you if you can stay close to the source. My question to you is, how far are you from the source? Are you too far? That's why you feel dehydrated spiritually that's why you feel that you are running dry that's why you feel your faith is shaken whatever life may throw at you if you can stay close to the source if you can stay close to the living water you will not run dry your faith will not be shaken the Lord will heal you. The Lord will sustain you. The Lord will lead you. The Lord will fill you. The Lord will heal you. And through many people, you will become a living water flowing. You know, you will becoming a stream that when you pray, many people will receive healing. Many people will receive, you know, uh, salvation. Many people will receive Jesus in their life because you are close to the stream. You are soaked in his presence and that will start overflowing. Don't run dry. Don't run dry. Fill your tanks. Receive the Holy Spirit receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit if you've never experienced the baptism of the Holy Spirit even this afternoon just go into a room shut the door and cry out to God Lord I am desperate fill me I want to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost when you ask the Lord will give a special Holy Ghost fire experience for you don't go with your preconceived ideas just go all in and just receive it you will experience the fire you will experience the holy ghost if you're already filled by the holy spirit if you want to you know experience a renewed holy spirit encounter if you want to experience you know something fresh and new maybe you've forgotten all about your early experience that you had again go into your room shut the door cry out worship receive it And you will see the Holy Spirit working in your life. You don't need anybody laying hands on you. You just need to ask and you shall receive in the name of Jesus. If you like to support our ministry financially, you can do so by giving an offering at kingsditchurch.org forward slash give. We hope to see you next week with a brand new sermon. God bless.